Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Snowman in the Morning, and it begins now. What? Down, down, down! Hi, howdy, hello, how are you, how do you do, how are you doing, how's it going, what's going on, what's new, what do you think, what do you hear, what do you say, what do you feel, what's shaking, what's happening, K-Pasa, what's going down, what it is. This is the Hump Day Wednesday edition of Snowman in the Morning, presented by Cleaver Supplements. Pure supplements for when genetics are just not enough. You can catch us every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on arenasportsnet.com, as well as 3andoutradio.com. And thank you to 3andout Radio for syndicating our show. Catch us live or on the replay via iTunes and TuneIn and Spreaker and a few other places. We're going to be across 11 different platforms when I get all of this together. And by the time July gets here, we will move a couple of hours earlier so we can really get some good sports talk in. All right. On today's show, a little chatter about the NBA, my thoughts on the playoffs, my thoughts on LeBron James, a conversation that I had with Derek Molas before Loyola played in the Final Four, that was a couple weeks ago, and a couple of other conversations, and then a final word. All right, let's get started, shall we? It's the NBA edition of Snowman in the Morning, and it's in his, uh, it's the Wednesday. it's the Wednesday edition, I just said that. Let me, let me get started with this, okay? This is the final night of the season, and there are many people that are expecting the Houston Rockets, the Boston Celtics, the Cleveland Cavaliers, though I don't understand why. They're expecting those teams to walk away with the NBA championship. There's just one problem to that. You know this team called the Golden State Warriors? Well, they're the defending champions, And not a team that I have mentioned has beaten them yet in a playoff series. The only way you can have a chance is if you knock off the champs. And what y'all seem to forget, and yes, I said y'all that are picking everybody else to win, is that, yeah, the Warriors are minus their leader in Stephen Curry, But they still won 58 games despite the rash of injuries they've had this past year. And Golden State has been wildly inconsistent when it comes to having a high turnover game versus a low turnover game. They've been highly inconsistent. They've been like dangerously close to losing a lot more than 24 games. I mean, they got drilled last night against Utah and Utah poses a real threat to Golden State. But until Utah, Houston, Oklahoma City, and I don't get Oklahoma City a chance in hell to get out the first round, 
until y'all knock off Golden State four times in a playoff series, don't talk to me about that. Could I be wrong? Of course I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. One of the teams that I mentioned could knock off the Warriors because, according to a lot of people, and I have to agree with them to an extent, the Golden State Warriors are very vulnerable right now. I mentioned the rash of injuries they've had to deal with. Lost Stephen Curry on two occasions. This one to get them through the first round of the playoffs. They've lost Draymond Green for a significant amount of time. They lost Klay Thompson to a thumb injury for a significant amount of time. And they lost Kevin Durant to a uh, to an injury for a significant amount of time. But, once again, this is the deepest team in the West. I really believe that the Golden State Warriors will right the ship and they'll walk away with the NBA championship. That's as far, well, as far as the West goes, it's still Golden State's Western Conference until somebody beats them in a series. And it can happen. The playoffs are a much different animal. And I realize that. And I know that. I know the playoffs are a different animal. Now on to the East. The Cleveland Cavaliers will not repeat. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully, you LeBron stands. The Cleveland Cavaliers will not win the Western, the Eastern Conference title. There will be a new Eastern Conference champion this year. Strongest turnouts have been by the Boston Celtics, even though Kyrie Irving's done for the playoffs. The Toronto Raptors, who locked up their number one seed in the East. But you know what the biggest surprise in the Eastern Conference this year? The biggest surprise, and to my surprise has been the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, Ben Simmons is not the rookie of the year because he's not a rookie. He was drafted last year. And as far as I'm concerned, if you were drafted last year, injury or not, you're no longer a rookie. Although they're going to hype him up and they're going to give him the rookie of the year because of some of the plays that he made. But I will say this, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, uh, J.J. Redick, a a steady shooter, they're the reason the Philadelphia 76ers won 50 games this year for the first time since 2001. I give them all kinds of credit. I didn't expect this from the Sixers at all. I really didn't. But, hey, give them kudos. They did the darn thing. They absolutely did the darn thing. But if I had to pick a wild card, a true wild card besides Philadelphia, that could stun people in the East, and y'all are going to think I'm crazy. The Greek Freak and the Milwaukee Bucks, they got into the playoffs. That's what they wanted. I would not be surprised, and I know I could be totally off by saying this, I would not be surprised if it turned out to be a Milwaukee-Philadelphia East Final. Hey, anything could happen. Anything could happen. This is Snowman in the Morning. Where true sports talk lives. Hello, baby. I am so sick and tired of a player that has been hyped up for nothing for 15 seasons. I've had people say to me, LeBron James will be one of the greatest players when he retires no not even 
LeBron James is one of the most mediocre players I have ever seen play in my life. And I always go back to the word fundamentals because as great of an athlete that LeBron James is, as great of an athlete he is, his basketball skills are non-existent. I said it and I meant it. And I'm going to continue to say it and mean it. Because when you've been spoiled watching players like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, I'll throw a few, I'll throw a few in there that maybe some people didn't watch back in the day, like Alex English, like Kevin Johnson. You know how I feel about Michael Jordan. You know how I feel about Magic Johnson. You know how I feel about Julius Irving. And yet they're going to compare this guy to them? No. No. I cannot, have not, and will not make that comparison. Some of the things he does off the court as a philanthropist, yeah, I can get with that. But on the court, no. And after watching a video uh, courtesy of Carcino for Life, he's a horrible teammate. Derrick Rose was not in a good state of mind mentally. He was contemplating retirement. And now one phone call from LeBron. Again, though, uh, those notes are courtesy of Carcino for Life. Got to give credit where credit's due. You want to have a guy like that leading your team? Let me back this up with a story. When Ron Harper joined the Bulls and Michael Jordan made his return, do you know Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen formed something called the Breakfast Club where they would get together and lift weights in the morning, then have breakfast, and then have another workout? Those are teammates for you. I've hung around better teammates in high school than with what I've seen with LeBron. Hell, there was one game against, I want to say, the Atlanta Hawks. Victor, correct me on this one. Where at the tail end of overtime, he walked off the floor. Leaving his teammates there to absorb the rest, the, the end of the game and the embarrassing finish for losing to a team that you should have beaten on your home floor. And everybody wants to paint LeBron as the reason that the Cavs are on this winning streak right now. No, it's because they turned the screws defensively as a team. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to fall flat on their ass during the second half of the year. And I will continue to say that. They're going to fall flat on their asses, and LeBron's going to be the reason. Everybody wants to talk about how great LeBron is because he's playing so many minutes. Um, Newsflash, minutes wear on you in case you haven't noticed, in case you haven't realized, in case you haven't gotten a clue. When Michael Jordan returned to basketball, he didn't attack the rim as much as he once did. He found another way. He attacked with a jump shot. 
which is something LeBron hasn't had in 15 seasons. Fifteen seasons, he hasn't had a uh, consistent jump shot. You know what's something else that kind of pisses me off about LeBron James? The fact that he travels most of the time and he's allowed to get away with it. Here's something else. They are playing as much as I love the Golden State Warriors. I got to call a spade a spade. This is the softest era of the NBA that we have seen since Michael Jordan left. I have not fully been into it as I once was, admittedly. I've gotten pieces back in I've gotten pieces of my heart back into it lately. But I'll tell you something. I haven't been impressed with LeBron from his rookie year to now. And I won't ever be impressed with him. I don't care about the numbers he puts up. I don't care who he passes in scoring on the scoring leader list, regular season or playoffs, because this past postseason he passed Michael Jordan. I say, who cares? And the only reason, the only reason LeBron James has passed Michael Jordan in score in 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 in, in playoff points, LeBron's played play longer. That's it. Now, there were players that played their hearts out back in the day. Now, I know I've said that many times before, and I mean every word of it. There were players that played their hearts out back in the day. And they were not given the credit that they were due. Can I give you a couple right now? Alex English. Kevin Johnson. Dan Marley. Tom Chambers. Gary Flippin' Payton, and he's a Hall of Famer. Sam Perkins. All have done more on the floor. The stats won't show it. But all of them have done more than LeBron James has. And I'll say it again. I do not care. I have not cared and will not care about the numbers LeBron James puts up. And I blame LeBron James for what's happened to Derrick Rose. I blame LeBron James for what's happened to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Period. Period. I've already said he doesn't have and will not ever have a consistent jump shot. He won't ever have that. Because he doesn't work on it. At least Shaquille O'Neal got the clue. That he needed a post game and he couldn't dunk on everybody. At least Shaquille O'Neal figured it out. Michael Jordan figured it out. Robert Ory certainly figured it out by taking his game 25 feet beyond the basket. 2002 Western Conference Finals. 
But there are some players that play in the NBA that deserve a lot more credit than LeBron James does. Period. And I'll say it again. Take the stats off the board. I don't care about the numbers he puts up. I don't care about how many triple-doubles he has on this night or this night or whatever. I don't care. And the biggest fraudulent argument about LeBron James is when people say he makes his teammates better. That's garbage. That is complete and utter bullshit. Name a player, I challenge anybody to name a player to me that LeBron James has made better. I know the first argument is going to be Kyrie Irving. False. Kyrie Irving was an all-star well before LeBron returned to Cleveland. I think LeBron ran Kyrie out of Cleveland, and he's going to run everybody else out of there too. The, the franchise is going to be in shambles, and watch what will happen at the end of this year when they fail to make the playoffs, or if they get in the playoffs, they won't get past the second round. LeBron James is going to leave again. Call it what you want. They're gonna, he's going to leave again. He's absolutely going to leave again. He came back to Cleveland for what? To win a fraudulent championship for the Cavaliers? They handed him that title. They handed LeBron and the Cavaliers that championship. But be that as it may, Cleveland had their title. But the wrong person got the most valuable player. That unanimous MVP should have been Kyrie Irving's, not LeBron's. Even with LeBron there, Kyrie was more of a leader than LeBron was, and Kyrie is proving it in Boston. He's proving it. And I'll say Kyrie's not the most complete player, but he has more heart than LeBron James. He absolutely has more heart than LeBron James ever will on the court, period. Now, I know to a lot of LeBron stands, I'm saying a couple of very blasphemous statements, but I don't care. A lot of people will agree with me on some of these statements. Play them back in your head. Let it sink in. LeBron James is the most mediocre basketball player I have ever seen. No jump shot. He's a defensive liability. He does not run an offense. He holds the ball entirely too long. He shoots the ball entirely too much. He's trying to be Michael Jordan 15 years later, and he is not. The numbers may say otherwise, but the play on the court says exactly what I'm saying. It is saying exactly what I have been saying since the first moment I laid eyes on LeBron James. And I met him at Cedar Point Note 2. And I'm wondering what all the ballyhoo is. I'm still wondering all, what all the ballyhoo is. I have never seen more mediocre basketball come from one player. The player who caused his team to get their ass kicked 
by the world champion Golden State Warriors a year ago. And it should have been a three-peat for Golden State, but somebody dry snitched on Draymond Green, and LeBron's connected to it, and y'all know he is. Had Draymond Green not been suspended for Game 5 of the 2016 Finals, it's a five-game conquest. I don't care what people say to me about, oh, now you're talking conspiracy. No, it's been proven. It is fact. You can say LeBron averaged a triple-double in the Finals this past spring all you want. It doesn't matter. He hurt his team more than helped them. And the only reason they stole game four is because they were hot from three-point distance. If they don't make 24 three-point goals, they get swept. Hell, Kevin Durant is more of a complete player than LeBron James is, and Kevin has proven it. And I'll end with this. At least Kevin had the balls to take the game-winning shot with the game on the line. At least Kevin Durant had the balls to put his team on his back and say, I'm going to win this and pick up my teammates. Anybody ever see LeBron do that? I haven't. And I don't think I will. This is Snowman in the Morning, where true sports talk lives. Next! What? Are you kidding me? You know what? That makes me mad. This is the mental game coach, Shane McGowan, and he joins us now via the Cleaver Supplements hotline. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you, my friend? I'm awesome. I have another wonderful day, all set to get ready for the uh, activities of the week. What's on your schedule this week? What you got going? Well, you know what? Every every weekend, I mean, I got to catch up on all the sports naturally of everybody has played, my uh, clients that I have and deal with and work with, and now I get it all caught up and we talk about how their performances were and what they're expected to be doing this week and how they felt and everything like that. So, I mean, that's that's kind of how my days go. When you sent me your bio, I knew I had to have you on because there was there's that's one subject that I wanted to talk about but wanted to do it with the right person, and I'm so glad you approached me on this. And one of the players that you hit me with immediately, he suffered um, a ruptured Achilles on Thursday night. That's Richard Sherman. How is this affecting him being out for the remainder of the season and the rehab that he faces in coming back? Well, you know what? I mean, when you're dealing with injuries at, at any level of sports, it's always a, a dramatic thing. And now you start getting to the pros, and now you're also dealing with an injury of being one of the best, if not the best, player on the defensive side for your team. It's a huge blow, not only to yourself, but also to that organization. They now have to figure out. I mean, you always hear the story, well, next man steps up and plays, and yes, that is true to a certain degree. But you don't take that energy away from what that player brings night in and night out. You don't take away that team leadership that player brings. And that's the thing that they're going to be missing. And him being the competitor that he is, he itches to get out on that field and do his job and do it the best he can. That is really hard for him. Coming back from injuries can always be one of the most difficult things. 
uh, especially if it's an ACL, like a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who made his first appearance after a long, tremendous rehabilitation. And he was so emotional. The man, the man had tears in his eyes because he's finally getting another chance on that field. And that's what it's all about. So that type of emotion, but that desire and drive to get you back out there is huge. And that's what Richard Sherman is going to do that. There's no question about it. But right now when you're in the middle of the season and you go down like this with a season-ending injury, it is very, very difficult. And I know that team is going to rally, but he's going to be in that, in that locker room as soon as he gets this done on his, on his cast and just saying, listen, guys, we got this and continue on. But it is a very hard thing. But he's the type of guy with the mindset of mental toughness to get himself ready for next season. But he's got to still rally his troops while he's there, too, to help them out. What made you get into this line of work? What was the one thing that went off in your head and said, you know what, this is where I can succeed and this is where I can help people? Well, you know, I mean, as a, I was a former player myself. I've been in sports all my life, so I understand what it's like to be in, in that situation at times. And back in the days, you really didn't have anybody to talk to. I mean, coaches right. just say, just, just get out there and hit. You're fine. Exactly. You don't suck it up and all right. this other stuff like that. Right. So, you know, you, you, you kind of look at it and say, all right, well, you know, as time goes on. And then I, my son, actually, was who more or less introduced me. I used to coach him in high-performance taekwondo. Uh, he was a national champion, international champion. But then his skills were great, but he started losing that drive mentally. And I thought, what, what something else is going on here? And I took it back, and I started doing more research and talking to other coaches of this. And I, that's kind of where I started to develop and saying, okay, this is more psychological than, than physical. And as time has gone on and the years have gone on, you can start to see that. And so I incorporate all my energy into working on the mind game. And nowadays, like I said, when you look at it, and I tell this to all college kids now and, and that are moving into the pros, is that if I look at an NFL combine camp, there is nothing different between you and that other guy right there. You both lift the same. You both run the same speeds. You both can jump the same. You know, other than maybe a one little glitch here or there, someone might run a little faster than you, but it's, it's pretty much equal across that board. But it's the guy that has that mental toughness that can play from the first play to the last play of the game and still be just as strong, if not stronger, is what's going to succeed throughout your season and your careers. It is so important to be mentally tough, and this is what uh, I'm learning myself, and I'm so glad that you came on because I know a lot of people, and I've spoken to a lot of athletes, non-athletes, that say, you know what, I had that drive, but then I ran into a wall. This is what I want to hit next. How do you coach them up to, when they get to that wall, to run right through it? What is the biggest, one of the biggest things that you tell people to run right through that wall when they hit it? Well, you know, I mean, everybody faces adversity at some point. I mean, there's no question about that. You can't always be in the zone, as, as, I, as I talk about throughout with athletes, you know, and that's where you want to be when you're in the game. When you train, you need to train like you're going to be practicing as a starter, as an example. Yes, adversity hits, distractions hit, everything kind of can come at you. It's how we're going to place it and, and kind of redirect it into our favor. You've got to teach what we call the three R's, which is you recognize when things are happening, you reset yourself, and you refocus. So if I can recognize that I'm kind of in that bit of that slump type of deal, I've got to reset myself and realize, 
what it is that I'm good at and how I can pursue it and keep moving forward that got me in this great position that I am and I get refocused again. A lot of times you got to look at, say, a goaltender, you know, in hockey. Goaltenders are constantly, they get good shots at them, bad shots at scores. They got to recognize what just happened. They got to reset themselves fast to say, okay, I got this, bring it on again, and they're refocused to go. Those are the type of things that really you got to play in the fact. And, and that's how it is with every sport, but it also like that in daily life too. Adversity hits us all. Shane McGowan joining us through, uh, via the Cleaver Supplements Hotline, talking mental game toughness on and off the field. I I saw the website that um, that you directed me to, and I will never forget the reference you made to one Phil Jackson, and it's uh, le- it's legend it's it's legend that his Zen tactics made his teams better. I mean, six titles with the Bulls, uh, five with the Lakers. It's about the it's about the the mental toughness. How can people take that approach and and bring it to life? Well, you know, and Phil Jackson is just one of the great coaches that did that with Michael in in Chicago and the rest of the guys. And the way he really did that, if we go back a little bit, is saying, you know what, Michael, you're you're a great ball player, but you also have others around you. You got to trust them. And that's where it comes into is the trust. Trust that they can do what they got to do to take that pressure off of you to always needing to be that person. And when he started doing that and opening up a little bit more and more and more, sure enough, the title started to win. He carried that over to the Lakers, same thing. The title started to win. When you look at football, Bill Belichick is probably one of the greatest coaches Indeed. out here right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that man will quiz you on the sidelines to keep you focused. He doesn't just sit back as you, you know, cameras might just see him staying on that sidelines. He actually comes up to you and will ask you certain questions that you better have the answers for to keep you focused so that you know what's going on in that game. And that is a huge thing that coaches need to now start to develop to have that. How can I say that, that, that total control and their players being in control all the time and knowing, yes, this is my job right now. For these two hours, three hours, whatever it is, I got to be focused and in the zone and ready to go. So those are the type of tactics and training that these coaches need to start using a little bit more of to be a little bit more successful as, as their careers go on. I absolutely agree with that because you got to keep players focused because it's so easy. You've seen it. You've been around it. You've been in it. It's so easy for players to lose focus of the job at hand for those three hours, like you said. Well, exactly. And then, like I said, I mean, there's so many distractions that we all can face at times out there, right? You know, I threw, as a quarterback, ah, I threw threw a bad pass and got intercepted. I just threw a bad pass because of the pressure. I got nervous or whatever it is. You got to regroup yourself real quick to get yourself back into the game. There are many, many, many distractions that we go through, and that's where great coaches will learn and help develop those athletes to say, don't dwell on it. Let's get out there. What is your job? Tell me your job. You know, and when you look at boxers and other competitive sports that are sitting there for a minute in between rounds, they're constantly saying, focus, look at me, look at me. When you look at that eye contact, that's when you've got the focus. Is when they start to wander around, it's like, okay, you're not really in the zone here. You're kind of zoning in and out. We've got to get you on track. So there's many, many things that my job that I try to teach and help these guys work on. You know, and I can speak from personal experience, distractions until recently always got the best of me. And once again, when you shot me your bio and 
you know, wanted to come on the show, I knew this was something not only I needed, but the fans as well, because I know so many fans and so many people that listen to the show don't realize how much it is more of a mental game, especially in sports, than it is a physical game. Oh, exactly. And and you're absolutely correct on that. I mean, look, we all wake up, and, and I've said it from before, I mean, whether you're playing in the NBA or whether you're playing just high school hoops, you know what I mean? Everybody is pretty much equal out there. But it's the guy and the girls that are the more, you know what, I'm in tune. I'm focused. I want this, and I'm going to bust my butt in practice to show it. And that's exactly how it comes down to. But it's also positive attitudes, too. You can't go into any activity without without being without being positive. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a negative wall already built up, or oh, I can't do this, or they put their competitors on a bit of a pedestal ahead of them, and things like that. No, no, no. You're the one that's in charge of that destiny. You're the one that has to have the high confidence to go out there and succeed. We all have uh, what we call fear of failures. We we fear oh, yeah. of losing. We fear of our opponents. We fear of embarrassments, we feel of social pressure, we fear a lot of things. And I tell these guys, and especially kids, you know, if you start working with high school kids, young kids, they get a lot of fears, a lot of anxiety, yeah. performance anxieties, as we call it. And you tell them, even the pros get that way too, but they believe in themselves so much that they erase that, that fear, those butterflies, you use it as positive energy. You use that as that excitement because I want to get out there and show my stuff and I want to play. That's how you got to kind of kind of interpret it and let them understand that it's okay to have those feelings. It's good to have those emotions like that, but it's putting it in the right spot, in the right direction for you. Why do you think so many people, let's just let's just put it in, in the context of people, athletes especially, but why do you think so many people, when they get to a situation, already have a negative wall built up in front of them? Well, you know, everybody is, is different in that way where, it becomes that reality check. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm here now. Wow. Now they let that, that one side. It's a lot, a lot of times it's easier to build up or not even build up, but just have that little doubt, self doubt come into you. And mm-hmm. as soon as a little fraction of it comes in, it just carries away. It's like a tidal wave and push. And that's where we have to eliminate any type of self doubt. When I, when I work with people that are, you know, say as an example, fighters and, and things like that, Leading up to a fight, there are no no self-doubts whatsoever. There are no indications of negativity whatsoever. Everything is positive. Every practice, every training session, you know you're fast. You know you're this. You have to incorporate that daily to feel that and eliminate and, and exnay that self-doubts because any negativeness like that will affect you at some point. It will become a distraction that you will feel it unless you can get rid of that right away. And that's what a lot of players are starting to do more. They do that, you know, positive affirmations. You know, I'm, I'm waking up this morning. I feel good. I feel great. You know, whether you had a bad sleep or not, but you're still waking up that way. That is how you have to kind of wake up in the morning and start your days off. And it's like that in daily life, too. I don't care if you're a stay-home mom or, or, or a professional athlete. you got to wake up with that positive attitude and say, hey, you know what? It's going to be a great day. we got to get going here and get that negativeness out of you ASAP. It is so true because this this morning I did not have a good sleep last night. I my shoulders were sore. I woke up, but it's like you said, you got to focus on the day at hand. Had to get my son off to school, um, help the wife around the house a little bit. Now I got this show going, you know. And and in the past, 
I know I can say if I didn't have a good sleep, I wasn't going on the next day. But this is like a huge step for me. And having you on is another big step for me to hear it, to hear you talk about positive affirmations and keeping going with everything and not give not giving up and not having anything stop you. It is so huge to, for lack of a better term, have that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, yes, you're absolutely correct. And that's where that's what it is. It's the chip on the shoulder. It's and, and I mean like I said, we take this into everyday life. We're not just talking sports, we're talking everyday life. Absolutely. But you're right. We all have a chip chip on our shoulder. We can all have that little ounce of negativity. I mean, you're going for jobs. Well, the door's not opening up for you. You know, the frustration sets in. Everything oh, yeah. sets in. You really got to sit back for that second and just say, you know what? It's going to work for me. I know I'm good at what I do. That's what it comes down to is knowing that you're good at what you do and pursuing it. Yeah, I know it sounds easier said than done, but guess what? When you keep getting people telling you this, you feel good about yourself. And that's where I come in 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 my job and my profession is telling people this, but also proving it to them too. And, And when I look at sports and say, listen, You've caught this many balls as a receiver. You dropped one. You've caught it a thousand times. You've got a Super Bowl ring. You've got this. I mean, you know you're good. You're right, I am. Let me get out there and show you. Exactly. So that's what it comes down to. You know you're good as a person. You're a great parent. You're a great mom. You're a great dad. You know you're going to get that job because you're qualified. It's just going to open the door. Just hold on. you got to keep that positiveness going all the time. You know, and talking to you, and I hope you come on, I hope you come on weekly to talk about different aspects of this. Shane McGowan joining the snowman this morning. And, Shane, I cannot thank you enough. And just hearing those affirmations come from you, it's bleeding into me. And I I, I know I can do this. I'm going to do this. And the show is going to be really, really successful because I basically started from scratch uh, last Monday in rebuilding the audience and rebuilding the product and rebuilding the brand and, and everything. And I'll say it again, and I know I've said this several times during our conversation. When you approached me about coming on, I knew you were someone that I had to have on, and I hope to have you on more than once, man. This has been a great conversation, and there's so much more we can touch with this. Oh, you know what? And and I totally agree. And this is what what you feel is the best excitement is when you just said you just started your show, and you rebuilt it, you're rebranding it, you're redoing this whole thing, and it's a huge challenge it's a chant it's a make or breaker in some type of ways oh yeah but guess what you feel awesome about it you feel amazing because you know that this is what you want to do and you're going to do everything you can to make it as successful and you're doing it in the right direction in a positive way absolutely shane mcgowan joining me this morning talking mental toughness and folks you got to have that mental toughness not just in sports but in life all of our so all of our interviews appear, all of our guests, I should say, appear via the Cleaver Supplements hotline brought to you by Cleaver Supplements, pure supplements for when genetics are just not enough. Man, I hope to have you on on a weekly basis because this is great. This is a subject that needs to be touched, and this is a subject that just it, it's just a conversation that needs to happen. Thank you, sir, and we will be in touch this week, and I hope to be on again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, guys, and thank you for everybody for listening, and make sure you tune in because this man has got a great show. I appreciate it. Before you go, tell everybody where they can find you um, online. 
Yet you can reach me at mentaledgeperformance.ca. You can email me coach at mentaledgeperformance.ca. Also my my Facebook there as well as my Instagram, which is Shane seven five five one. Thank you very much, my friend. I will give your accounts a follow. Hope you do the same for the show and for the networks that are syndicating the show. Thank you very much. I can't wait to have you on again. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. We'll talk during the week. Thank you very much. That's Shane McGowan, the mental health coach that, you know, just put a message inside my head. Listen, folks, you're going to run into a wall, but you've got to fight your way through it. And part of the way that you do it is through some positive affirmations. Shane was great in being on here this morning. Final word of the day is accountability. And I will be truthful and I will be honest. I haven't shown a lot of it in terms of my professional and especially my personal life. My finances are in ruin. My personal life is in ruin. But I'm doing this for me. What's the best thing to do? Start over. Realize where you made your mistakes. Hold yourself accountable for them, which I am doing right now. I messed up a lot of things. You know, 45 years old should have a car in a place right now, but I don't. I don't. And it's my fault. Period. It's my fault. So, I'm going to, while I'm starting this show over, I'm starting my life over. But that doesn't mean I'm going to forget the mistakes that I made. No, I'm going to correct them and clean them up. I have no choice but to. I have no choice but to make this show go. I have no choice but to make my network go and make everything better. I got a couple pieces in place right now, given where I'm working, but there's a lot more that I need to do. I'm at the bottom, 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 bottom rung of the ladder, but I'm going to climb up this thing. thing I have to do is show a lot of patience. I don't have a lot of it right now, but I'm going to show it and I'm going to continue to show it. But accountability is the word of the day. And it applies to me especially. That'll do it for this Wednesday edition of So Man of the Morning. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. God bless. Remember to make your next move your best move. And always remember, if your dreams don't scare you, then they are not big enough. Little NHL talk tomorrow. So Man out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.